Hey, hey, welcome to this episode of the Senior Saw God Real Talk podcast. We are on episode 13 for this Monday morning. I am your host, Sean Brown, and today we have True Mua on the show. True is a renowned portrait artist and is one of the most creative and amazing artists that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting and and kind of shooting alongside with. True is located in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and she's a high school senior photographer who also dabbles in different fields of creative photography. She is such a tremendous individual to work with. Um, I've had the opportunity of of doing a couple session uh, shot by her, and it was so much fun, but she also just knows how to take things that ordinary objects that nobody else could ever picture using and turn it into something of magic. And I think that that's the, the true beauty behind True and, and how creative she is and, and her vision that she has. True actually started her career as a dental assistant and didn't it really didn't discover her love of photography until she picked up um, her first DSLR. Now True is a speaker at events and conferences throughout the the country. Um, she's taught international workshops. And then she also was just recently on uh, Sue Bryce Education, which if you guys know how much of a milestone and achievement that is, uh, that's just incredible. So true, um, in this episode, we're going to talk about creativity, doing what makes you happy, styling, all of that stuff that you guys want to know because you've seen her work, you want to know how she creates her shots. So that's why we had her on this episode so you guys could hear her story and kind of the the method behind her her creative madness. So by the way, plug for Creative Madness, she does have a Creative Madness podcast. So make sure to check that out. But without further ado, let's dive into this episode with True Mua on episode 13 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Real Talk. I am Sean Brown and here today we are with True Mua, who I hope I said her last name right. I feel like I sometimes mess it up and sometimes don't, but um, True is one of my good friends and she is an amazingly talented, kind of creative, whimsical photographer. Um, And so I'm super happy to have her on here to kind of talk about her journey and that sort of thing. So uh, welcome to Real Talk. Thanks, Sean. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you on. So um, give a little bit of background about yourself, kind of where you're located, what you specialize in, um, just kind of like the stuff that people want to know about your background. Um, well, I'm actually, I'm located in on Alaska. It's um, in Wisconsin, western part of Wisconsin. Um, I basically, I specialize um, in senior portraits, but kind of, I take more of a creative approach to it, uh, more of an artistic approach. So I'm not doing the traditional I mean, I am doing the traditional uh, portraits, but I do like to add the uh, creative, um, you know, aspect to it as well. Um, I started kind of shooting back in 2012 when I kind of just picked up my camera and was um, photographing my children and I just fell in love with it and then basically just kind of took off from there. So in 2014, I decided to tackle this on full time and here I am. And now you're like a crazy talented photographer who started like literally just a few years ago. And I always love seeing what work you put out because it's always so 
it's it's very different than I think what the traditional senior industry is putting out where it's more styled and artistic in that sense. So I love how you incorporate that into your work. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So um, kind of when you got started, um, you obviously said like within the last three, uh, I guess almost what, fourth official year, full kind of full time when you stepped away from from your previous job. So can you kind of tell maybe people who are, are maybe going through a similar process where they're like, I really want to either transition full-time in photography or kind of make photography more of a, of a job kind of what was the struggles or kind of what did you have to overcome when you were transitioning from your job as a, a dental assistant to to now a full-time uh, successful thriving photographer um you know I definitely I was um, I'm a mother of three if people don't know um and so trying to work full-time and um shooting full-time basically uh, it was supposed to be part-time but I, I was basically shooting every day um plus working every day and then and we all know like the endless um editing and yeah and all of that and so um in 2014 when my schedule it was probably I was probably like July and I was already booking for the following year um and I really just had to decide like I couldn't I honestly just couldn't do it anymore I couldn't do all three jobs um, and it definitely is a scary thing I don't think you know I don't think um, giving up something that gives you stability and comfort to going into something like photography and running your own business where you don't know if you're going to get a weekly paycheck or a monthly paycheck or if you're going to book clients the following year I think that is definitely um, a scary thing to do but you really have to believe in yourself and you just you know it's all about just being happy doing what you really want to do um, and so I really had to sit down and think you know could I give up 16 years of dental where I felt comfortable um, and stable and I knew I was gonna get a paycheck every two weeks or do I just you know go for it um, and I did. I mean, it was probably the scariest decision of yeah. my life ever. Um, you know, even scarier than when you're deciding on like what you want to go into for school, you know, when you're going to school, like, what do you want to be? Because it, it all, you know, it can change. Um, but I definitely feel like it was uh, the right um, decision. And um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that now. I just would encourage everybody to whoever is wanting you know, who is in that same position right now to really think about where do they see themselves in five years? Are they still going to be happy doing what they are wanting to do? You know, I guess five years from when they're trying to. Decide. Yeah. Well, I think it just kind of boils down to what you said is, is do what makes you happy. And it's like, if it's, if you're like dreading going into your nine to five every day, it's like, what are you doing? Because it's like, you're not, you're not thriving in life, you might be thriving financially in, in some regards, but it's like in life, it's a completely different kind of aspect where uh, I think that you kind of hit it right on the head is like, do what makes you happy ultimately. Right, right. absolutely. And I mean, it definitely takes a lot of effort. Um, you know, I mean, it's not, you can't just say I want to do something and then expect it to just fall into your hands. I mean, it's, it's, you're definitely putting a lot of work towards whatever your goals may be. Yeah, and especially you, where it's like, you're, it seems like you're shooting, like, every single day, which I, I can't even fathom, um, and especially, like, me in the Pacific Northwest, where it's, I mean, it's pretty much rain quite a bit of the time, 
Um, however, you have kind of really cultivated a, a following in not just your area, but also people who drive to you for for kind of your your Four Seasons stuff. So um, when was it in your business where you're like, okay, I need to have some sort of kind of evergreen income. How can I do this? And, and kind of like, I guess, what was kind of the initial idea that you had where you're like, I want to do this Four Seasons stuff and shoot all year round? You know, I basically um, started that right away when I decided I was going to launch full time. I had been, when I started, you know, I picked up my camera in 2012 and I really didn't know anything about photography or even really um, running a business. I basically just kind of fell into it. And, um, and so I didn't really have time to explore. I just kind of went in, shot the clients, you know, did what I was supposed to technically do. And so I kind of used the winter months and spring months where I didn't have clients to really explore and learn and try different things. And those are the sessions that I really fell in love with. And that's when I really discovered who I was as an, as a photographer and an artist. And um, so when I was thinking about launching, I obviously had to figure out a way where I could do this full time because being in Wisconsin and with Four Seasons, um, you know, most clients are not wanting to shoot in spring where it's wet. They're not wanting to shoot before their senior year. Um, and we actually have a deadline here. I don't know how it is with you guys, but we have a deadline. So I basically have from... And when you say deadline, that's like a yearbook deadline, right? A yeah. yearbook deadline. Correct. Correct. So um, most, of, most of the kids are not wanting to actually do their senior portraits until they become a senior. Uh, or at least the summer before, and the yep. pictures, you know, September, October, some have till November. Um, and so we're, tr you know, um, I basically just had to find a way to keep myself busy, keep an income coming. And I thought, well, people are loving, you know, these spring shoots because you don't, um, you know, typically they're not wanting to book a spring session and they can't do it after because of the school deadline. And so, um, giving them the option to kind of split up their session and, and do a short um, shoot every season was a great way to, um, to do that where they could get their, they could get spring pictures and they can get winter pictures and fall pictures. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love how you do that. And it's kind of the, I guess it was born out of necessity almost where you're like, I, I need to make money in these off months. So it's like, what can I do? So I think it comes down to people figuring out, what are other ways that they can generate income? It might not be shooting all season, but maybe that's, or maybe it is in doing some sort of like, I don't know, studio shoots if you're in an area where it's like just not feasible to go outside or something like that. Right. Yeah, it's de definitely hard to go out <laughs> in the winter here, but. Yeah, I, you must be freezing because it's like, I think it's cold in like the Portland, Oregon area. And then I hear, I see you trekking through like two and a half feet of snow to shoot these amazing <laughs> ball gown dresses. Um, so that's pretty cool. But um, kind of going off of that, I guess people who follow you are probably used to the the big, like flowy dresses and that sort of thing. And I've even sent my senior clients to, to your Instagram when they're like, I want to do something whimsical or like, I want to do something that's like different, like in the water. And I was like, all right, you got to you got to check out my friend True just because her feet is like inspiration galore. So where do you kind of draw that creative inspiration from or, or what inspires you to, to go out and create these, these magical kind of whimsical creative portraits? You know, I really can't even give you an answer to that. I really can't. Um, you know, sometimes I, it's, 
it can be, I mean, I guess I feel like with longer dresses, um, I can create more of that fairy tale that when girls at cereals, you know, that the girls are kind of um, wanting to go, that they're wanting to work into their portraits. But for me, I don't, I almost feel like I don't even get my inspiration until I'm actually on set and I've actually seen my canvas. Um, so I never know what I'm doing. Um, I, you know, I may have a general idea, um, you know, by pulling maybe t together a mood board, but I never actually know what's going to happen until I get out there. And it could be the creek that we're by or the, the bluffs in the back or the branches or whatever it may be that will kind of just draw in inspiration and then have that sh shoot just kind of all come together. Um, but I think, you know, I guess if I really had with the long, with, I guess with the like big ball gowns and the big long dresses, you know, that basically started because of the winter shoots. Like, yeah. It's hard to, it doesn't make sense, you know, to have a short dress in the middle of winter. Um, and so, unless you're a crazy person and then it does, but, yeah. and, but you know, most people aren't going to walk around, you know, half dressed. And so that's kind of where it started was okay, we want to do a winter uh, shoot, but what would work? What is ideal for a winter session that can give us something um, different than the traditional, you know, jacket? And yeah. Um, and that's kind of where it started. And I basically just kind of fell in love with like the longer dresses and felt like it was easier to kind of play with and get creative with. Um, and then from there, my clients really just saw that that was an option. And now I really, I don't have to tell them what to bring dresses. They come prepared and ready, you know, to bring their dresses and do something fun and creative. And did you find that that was kind of on you from a client education side, educating them that these are the types of clothes they should bring? Or did you find that it was more of something that maybe you started posting on Instagram and they just saw it and they just kind of assumed that this is what they were supposed to do? You know, it's kind of both, but it definitely starts uh, from me. Um, I do, I do send all the girls, um, inspiration. I work very closely with them on styling, um, especially with the creative portion of it. And they, my clients still do the traditional, you know, they're still bringing regular clothes mm -hmm. and we're still working that into their session. Um, but I just work closely with them, especially with the style, uh, the creative portion of it, because it, for me to have it make sense, it has, it has to make yeah. sense. And most of these girls don't exactly know. They may um, have a prom dress that might not necessarily work for what they're going for but maybe they had one that they were the homecoming or they were you know last year or whatever um so it, it starts with me but they are also seeing it on my feed in my instagram they're seeing that girls are bringing it and that's what's inspiring them to want to also do it um and so they kind of you know are pulling outfits from what they see on my feed and then i'm working with them as well on you know what to bring and what to add yeah, and I think that um, especially when people are getting started, they're, they're going to struggle. They're like, I don't even know, like, where to find these dresses. So it's like, um, especially like when I'm doing these shoots, it's like often I'll put out, say, a model call and hope that somebody has a dress for, that's similar to what I'm looking for. However, that's not always the case. So kind of what are like maybe like one or two resources that you initially started using that was like kind of okay, this is going to fit my vision and it's not going to break the bank. You know, um, I'm a huge eBayer. Like I basically, I buy a lot of my stuff off of eBay. Um, one, because it's something completely different than what you're going to find. Not, not completely different, but I'm, I'll, 
I'm able to find um, pieces that you wouldn't necessarily find running to the mall. Um, and I like, I like working like unique pieces into, um, you know, my, especially when I'm doing something creative, I definitely want it to be something different that's going to stand out from everybody else because we all have, you know, Sherry Hill dresses and, yeah. um, and they're all beautiful. And I want my girls to go ahead and, and, and bring their own pieces and use it. But if they're looking for something different and unique, I will, I typically will send them to eBay. Um, and just use a lot of like keywords. So like if I'm looking for something, you know, uh, maybe more princessy and, you know, old vintage antique, maybe 1800s theme, like I'll put in all of those keywords in my search. Um, and that's kind of how I find a lot of my, my pieces. Or I have, um, when I was actually still working in dental, I would have patients actually, you know, bring in pieces just because they knew like that that's yeah. it. And so they would bring me these neat pieces that they had either had been sitting in their closets or, you know, um, just laying around that they thought I could maybe do something with. And so I didn't do a lot of purchasing for myself in the beginning. Um, you know, I, I got a lot of stuff just from friends and, and people I knew and, and did very little with eBay. Yeah. And I think that also it's like <clears throat> one of my favorite dresses that I've ever shot was like a $20 Goodwill dress. And so it's like, I think going the cheap route, um, sometimes you can be like, oh, the material isn't going to be that great or anything, but it's like, you're using it for like maybe 30 minutes of your like hour and a half, two hour shoot. So you don't need to have amazing material that's going to hold up and it's really quality. Um, but I think also going along that is like figuring out what you already have in your closet. Like you said, people were bringing you stuff and how can you add to that, whether that be a piece of fabric from a clothing store, it's like I've clothespin like 18 feet of fabric to address to make it long and flowy and that sort of thing. So it's like, I think it just kind of comes down to a combination of doing it kind of on an, on an, on a budget friendly kind of idea, whether that be eBay, Goodwill, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely encourage people to get creative with it because like you said, it only has to last for the few shots. Yeah. So I've had stuff that will, literally fall apart as I'm trying to shoot it. Yep. I've been there. It's like you're duct taping it back together and yeah. You know, I, and I always carry like a bag with um, the clips and safety pins and um, hair ties, everything that I can. Um, you know, there was a shoot that I did with like a piece of tool um, that was kind of rocked like all around her. And we literally just took like tiny little um, rubber like hair ties and I just pulled the tool through and it created like these huge like I don't even know, like ribbon looking things, up, which most people wouldn't probably think about doing, but just having those extra little accessories that you can use to yeah. change things up and really just, you know, try, just try to, um, like you said, be budget friendly with, with your wardrobe. Um, you don't you definitely want to, don't want to be like going broke, you know. Trying yeah, blowing thousands of dollars on dresses you shoot like two times. Yeah. You can do that. That's wonderful. But I definitely am not in, in um, that place where I can be spending that kind of money on wardrobe. Yeah. So um, I've really, I think that's really pushed me to try to be as creative as I possibly can. Yeah. And, and so you're smarter because you carry like clips and stuff. Whereas I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to carry one roll of duct tape and hope that the duct tape fixes the issues. I'll add duct tape to my, my bag because I don't have that right now. I always do like duct tape or gaffer's tape. So it's like the... It's definitely the, I come in with the concept where it's like, cool, I'm going to be Photoshopping a little bit of this out because it looks not great. So you definitely have the better idea with like clips and that sort of thing. 
and even with that, you know, I'm still sometimes I'm having to Photoshop. So, but keeping that in mind when you're shooting as well, you know, what where you need. I mean, I had one, you know, where um, it was this beautiful, like 1800 top, and I don't know what people ate back then, but they're they're literally like the size of steel. yeah. And this gale is like a double zero, super super tiny, but this shirt wouldn't even like wrap around our chest. Um, so. All of the shots that we took of her was basically from the side or the back. I couldn't shoot the front of it, but just knowing like that's okay, you still be you're still able to create that piece that you're yeah. Thinking. Um, you just have to improvise a little bit. So yeah, absolutely. And and kind of touching on, I think you and your brand, where it's like everybody thinks of true and hiking to like. They, it looks like you hiked into like these magical forests with big dresses. Um, and then butterflies and that sort of thing. And you actually incorporated that into kind of your, your rebrand and kind of your brand film. So kind of what did you, um, I guess, what was the initial thoughts when you underwent the rebrand from it? It was what, what True Mua Photography to True Creative Portraits. And you hired Jackie Palmer, who did an amazing brand film for you. So when was the moment where you're like, I, I need to rebrand? Like, maybe it was you were, you were drawing the wrong clients or you wanted to just even go the kind of the next step further or what was it? Um, you know, I really wanted, um, I really wanted a name that, you know, wasn't necessarily tied to me. I mean, it is tied to me, but, um, I live in a really small town and actually it, it sounds silly, but I just, I really didn't want my name just like floating out there and having, you know, I would run to the grocery store or the gas station and people would, look at me like wait um unfortunately and, there aren't many people named true in the world so yeah and so um you know i wanted one to kind of step away from that i mean it's on a very small scale not like not like you know somebody famous or anything like that but i just wanted that separation a little bit um and you know i didn't want you know people to feel weird around me or feel like they had to be different or even really just kind of know who i was like i i do want people to know who i am but i don't necessarily want it everywhere that I that I go in this tiny tiny little town like we have a population of like 7,000 people so it's really small um so that was one reason and the other um obviously you know I don't think I was really drawing the wrong clients I feel like from the beginning I've been very consistent to um my style and like who I am and I feel like I've drawn in the right crowd I just um with the with the rebranding you know with that separation I definitely wanted that and I really just wanted something that you know really just said my brand all together um and so I did um bring in Jackie to do, that was actually my first um branding film was the one that she shot in um, I knew like she would be able to really understand and envision what I was trying to envision for myself, you know. Um, so, yeah, basically that's, I mean, that's basically the only reason that I did that. Yeah, and it turned out phenomenally. Like, if you guys haven't seen True's brand film, like, I think it's on your website, or at least it, it yeah. should, yeah, um, it should be. And it is, like, one of the most beautiful pieces of film that I've ever seen. So it definitely kind of, I think, draws to your brand. I think that that speaks to, to, to how important it is to realize what you're good at in your brand and really emphasize that, not in your social media, uh, but also on your website and that sort of thing. Because you said it's like you drew in the right clients by staying consistent. So it's like if you're not drawing the right clients, I think it comes down to 
you're probably either A, not being consistent or B, not producing maybe the quality of work that is drawing those, those clients that you want to draw in. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We'll kind of wrap it up. We'll, we'll try and keep it short just because the other real talks have been running super long. So we'll try and give people a little bit of a break, but I always love kind of hearing from you and kind of touching on a few of those things that people love to hear about you. So um, I am going to have you ask a question to the audience and it can be photography related. It can be life related literally anything you want. So um, we'll do that. But in the meantime, where can people find you on, say, Instagram or your website? We'll also link it down below in the YouTube description. Um, everything is uh, True Creative Portrait. So my website is truecreativeportraits.com. You can find me on Facebook with the same name, True Creative Portraits, and also the same on Instagram. So it's pretty easy, um, you know, and like Sean said. Yeah, you keep, it, you keep it simple, which is good. It's not fragmented like... Uh, like some people are guilty of like, like myself, where it's like different handles for like three different platforms because my name is so common, but I guess that's the perks of, uh, being named like true or something like that. So yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll end with true's question, but in the meantime, we're going to be putting out these episodes all year long. So be sure to hit the subscribe button down below. If you're on YouTube, if you're on the senior style guide blog, make sure to um, keep an eye on the blog for when we're going to be putting these out um, and in the SSG uh, Senior Style Guide Facebook group as well. So we'll be sure to update you guys whenever we put out a new episode of Real Talk. But we'll end with True and kind of your one question that you want the audience to answer in the comment section below. Um, I think if I had one question that I could ask, I would um, ask, like, what makes you unique? What makes you different? You know, what makes you who you are as an artist? So maybe answer that for me. I love it. Sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And until the next episode of Real Talk, we'll see you guys later. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to. And it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and, and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit that subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us and we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around.